also have a couple that we thought you might like. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and you can read them, and it won't affect your career opportunities at all. It's always a f***ing ride when I come to the plate. <laughs> <laughs> okay, ready? Here's a good one. Um... <laughs> Florida's gay policies are incredibly strict. You're not allowed to say gay. Matter of fact, if you're HIV positive, Ron DeSantis calls you Disney Plus. <laughs> okay, what about this one? How <laughs> demented are you, motherfuckers? <laughs> 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 Let's take a moment to recognize the hardworking Americans that have endured trains dumping toxic loads all over them. We're thinking about you, Stormy Daniels. <laughs> I love that. Okay, here you go. This was a sweet one. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, I'll read it if you don't know. Like Tucker Carlson's been fired. His absence at Fox News is actually the only gaping hole that Don Lemon wouldn't fill. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking. I should have had y'all writing for me because it's easier to tone down than punch up. <laughs> <laughs> like, I know how to take those jokes and, okay, I know how to fucking <laughs> pay my son's fucking college. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to Flagrant. And today we have an incredibly special guest, okay, fresh off of the White House Correspondents' Dinner, ready to go to the Met Gala, look at this outfit. Oh okay, we have no the advice. legend, Roy Woods Jr. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, you deserve to be there. Let me give you flowers off the top. Okay, you're worried. This is a story. This is a story a lot of motherfuckers don't know. First year of the Daily Show, I've been here two months. 20th anniversary of the Million Man March. They're doing the Justice or Else March down in D.C. I wanted to interview Minister Louis Farrakhan to find out about the march and all of that. I have no plug into the Muslim world. Like, I'm black, I'm Southern black, I just don't know no Muslims yeah, like that. I didn't know a black Muslim ever until I moved here. I, I didn't know nothing but regular blacks till college. <laughs> <laughs> like, I didn't meet a Dominican till, uh, literally till, yeah. it's Alabama, it's yeah, just regular yeah. blacks. There's no yeah. Jamaicans and no shit yeah. like that. So, I'm trying to get it in with the Nation of Islam. I know Charlemagne knows some folks in the Nation of Islam, but I also don't know Charlemagne. Mm. And there's only one person in this city that ally I Andrew, know. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew the ally. So, and I don't even know him like that. I just know him just as a comic around a little bit, whatever. I just, I, I email him very hard. Hey man, could you ask Charlemagne to ask the Muslims to ask <laughs> And he just replies back. Didn't give me no promises. He goes, I'll see what I can do. And then we got the brother Nuri Muhammad on The Daily Show, and they reached out to us. I don't know what you did. I don't know what Charlemagne did. I don't know how they found my email, but they reached out to me. It wasn't like you brought back the contact information. Yeah. Just some mysterious shit happened, man. That's but, how Islam works, bro. Yo, mm. but I was able to talk with some brothers from the nation on The Daily Show of all shows. Like, wow. them worlds don't normally mix. <laughs> and that was the second piece I did on The Daily Show. And it's because of this motherfucker right wow. here. There you go. Alhamdulillah. Wow. Look at you. Is that, is it? Is that how you say it? Alhamdulillah. Now, when they, <laughs> if, they, if they come for you and try and cancel, you just, just pull this clip and then just post that. Bro. I, I tried to get you the minister. I asked Charlemagne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, but you know, the minister, they're not going to give access to him just on a regular basis all the time. But Nuri Muhammad represented what they were trying to do. Okay, hot take. Is Minister Farrakhan the best public speaker alive? Oration. And Oration. Yeah. Obviously, content, he's yeah, the best, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but just, <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> just off of, subject matters a yeah, given. Subject matter, yeah. you can't even compare. But but just off of oration, <laughs> is he number one? I don't know. Obama. Or is it Chappelle? Chappelle is I might be no, the it's guy. Obviously, Dr. Uma. Mm. Yo, <laughs> yo. So, honestly, the, honestly, the way he drops bars, bro. Yeah, Doctor Umar's fire, but but he's not fucking with the minister, bro. Umar's different though because he paces real shit with jokes. He sneaks shit in here yeah. and there, like he he oscillates. Yeah, I think Obama just on just if you close your eye, who would you want to listen to read you a book? Minister Farrakhan. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that would be a fourteen hour Humpty book. Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall. The Jews pushed him off. I <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't want to read every nursery rhyme as Mr. Farrakhan. Farrakhan be going on them diagrams, Humpty Dumpty. <laughs> now, before we get into it, we must talk about humps. <laughs> and it's like, motherfucker, you're adding stuff that's not in the book. That's why he's the goat, man. Humpty Dumpty was on the wall because the Jews took his legs. Yeah. Why the Jews build the wall in the first place? Yeah. Why is there Israel and Palestine? Yeah. It was why the, can't yeah. be one place? It was the wailing wall. That's why he was crying. And that audio <laughs> book would be five days long and you can't read it. Mm -hmm. But no, man, it's a pleasure to be here with you. Yeah, we're so stoked that you're here. I have a lot of questions. You're just fresh off the uh, the White House correspondence there, okay. obviously. Okay, first of all, um, we want to get some jokes that maybe they said no to. Okay? We want to hear some of the things that you have. Let's, let's start with context. Okay. They didn't police none of their material. That's why they were nervous as shit. Wow. wow. They didn't police a black they did man. Not. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. I love that, dude. Oh, <laughs> they probably were like, we can't. We need him to live for the speech, so let's not release the rest. No, I got to go. give it up to the Correspondents Association, man. They did not ask to see a single thing. The only time they saw that script was when I sent it to the dude that was running the prompter. Wow. Okay. That yeah. was it. Now, of course, you're wondering which way you're going to go, and like you go to like some function the night before. Hi, I'm with the president. Well, well, okay. Do you know what you're going to talk about? Let's, let's, back, up, let's back up real quick, because there's a lot of people who watch internationally. They might not know how important this night is. What is this night? Can you explain to them what you just hosted? So every year, all of the press that cover Washington, D.C. politics— they all get together with the politicians from both sides of the aisle. And this really, this is some shit that would never happen in most countries. No. And they have a night of drinking and joking. They give out scholarships to young journalism students. They, the, the, the tickets that they sell for this, the money goes into a pot to give scholarships mm. to students who are trying to be the next wave of journalists. And, and the so, president is there. The vice president is there. All the president most powerful, is six feet from you. Yeah. All literally. the most powerful people in the world are there. Uh, and then all the Senators, most powerful representatives too, state reps in the media. There. So everybody yeah. who's talking shit about each other nonstop is in a room, and they're forced to interact with one another. And I think it's a really cool thing. One, because everybody has to have a sense of humor. But two, when you write an article about somebody, you know that later that year you're gonna see you're gonna, gonna see them. You're gonna have to look them in the eyes. And I think it adds. It should add a little bit of empathy to the discourse. I don't know if it does, but I think that that's the idea, which is let's not just write and talk shit about each other if I'm gonna have to see you. But see, I think that's where we're starting to get back to though, because the thing that they didn't really talk about, or at least I haven't seen in the articles yet, is that Kellyanne Conway pulled up, uh, Caitlyn Jenner pulled up. Fire. There were a couple of people from the, you know, from the right wing side of the game that who have not come the last couple of years. Yeah. And I think that just being in a room with people you don't fuck with, is an eventuality that maybe you'll start fucking with them. I think it's the reason why we get good at comedy is because when we start, people don't fuck with us on stage because yeah. we're bad. So, <laughs> then to if, the, so then to the point of the jokes that I chose not to do, that's what I was up against. Mm. Because as a comedian, nobody in that room for the most part knows me 
as a stand-up. You know me as a Daily Show correspondent. Right. You know, shit I do on a Daily Show is like 20% of what I do on stage. Yeah, right. And yeah, yeah. ain't nobody in that room seeing my Talk comedy because I know they ain't got Paramount Talk Plus. Talk that shit. Daily so, Show, not like be great. They, Talk that shit. I'm just saying, they ain't seen me because my first two specials was on the Comedy Central app. Ain't nobody in that room got the Comedy Central app. <laughs> So I'm on stage. All the good journalism is behind the paywall. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's what that, was about. that was a sub. That was a sub. I didn't realize it come out. That was a sub. That shit, So I'm up there and I got to do jokes that help you understand who I am as a person and honor the tradition. Because that's the other thing with this for the people who don't know. You kind of got to throw jabs and call out what's been happening in the last year. And you can't yeah. come on stage, especially not as a comedian. You can't come on stage lean into one side of the issues. I tried not to. I'm sure somebody Everybody's going to be upset whatever. no matter what. Yeah, I, it is what it is. But that's the spirit of the night, is that we can all laugh about the mistakes we've made and the things we're doing wrong, and hopefully we can get them right And they hire sure. a comedian to literally come out and roast everybody there. Correct. It is a roast, and it's yeah. been this for years. Now, you go up. I want to know what's the call. Does your agent call you and say you're in the running for it? Like, how does one get selected for it? Were you friends with, I don't know, I said Kamala just because of obviously similarities and what? Oh, cause black. No, what? Cause black. You think it's just black? You think yeah, Kamala said no? Kamala dressed black. like her Indian grandmother's <laughs> house. <laughs> what are you talking about? Fuck you! Fuck you! Fuck you! Wait, you thought you don't look like my '90s bathroom wallpaper. That shit is so good. <laughs> okay, okay. So, <laughs> that's one of them jokes that make you question putting the clothes on. Nah, that day. Don't let them shave you, bro. Okay. Nah, they call. They call my people. They're like, we want to, does Roy want to freaking do this shit? So your yeah. agent calls you and says, hey, the White House just called. Yeah. Or the Correspondence Association, whatever it is. Well, let's connect the dots. So January, the Warriors are at the White House to do the trophy jersey, whatever the fuck. Yeah. I get an invite to come and talk to the Warriors. So I can talk to Steve Kerr, talk to Steph, talk to Draymond. While there, I got to sit in on the press briefing. And so we ended up doing a little skit with Kareem Jean-Pierre that it was fine. It was funny enough, but they were also very, what are you gonna do? Yeah. What is it? How are you gonna make us look crazy? Yeah. And I think that went well enough that maybe I guess, you know, whoever was there and peep game, then like, hmm. And then, yes. Offer it to the Negro who can. <laughs> <laughs> Offer it to him. I enjoyed his skit with Tamarick. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we got a call. And then at that point, you can't say no. Of course not. Yeah. And it's a huge yeah. honor. Just for, for everybody who's not from America, I don't know if you realize it, but there's only, only a handful of comedians have done this. Less than 15. Are right. you the first full black? No, Larry Wilmore, Wanda Sykes, said the entertainer. Oh, wow. Yeah, did they, I did. I, I did. Like, I literally. Do, do a little research. Yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Cedric yeah, yeah. Entertainer. Yeah, Cedric Entertainer. But his was wild. Sed was the one I ended up trying to model my shit after because Sed ain't a roast comic either. My stand up ain't roasty. Yeah. I talk about issues, but I don't roast folks. But the way Sed was doing it, I was like, okay, if I try to do something like that, yeah. all he did was kind of do his stand-up in a more casual form. That's, that's what I felt like you did when you got into the Dominion joke. Yeah. I was like, Roy's doing his stand-up. That's now. a stand-up bit. I knew, I knew that's it. That's a stand-up bit. I knew, you can tell when someone is being their stand-up <laughs> self. 
Because also, that shit was ripping. Yeah. yeah. That Dominion joke was ripping. That's my favorite voting machine. Yeah. Dominion, they ain't suing me. Like, and then the callback was great. Yeah. But see, that's enough that like, okay, he's funny for real. Yeah. Now it gives me the right to go right behind that and yeah. do the school shooting. Buddy. Hold on, hold on. I want to get into that, but let us get Because I came right behind that. So you have, so you have how many months to prepare for this? And how long do they tell you that it should be? Guys, tour alert, I'm hyped. Finally getting back out there on the road. Thank you guys for going out there and, and grabbing those tickets, man. Uh, Gary, Indiana, we just sold out. Um, Pachanga sold out. Reno, we added a second show, Reno, Nevada. Man, thank you guys so much for getting that. And also, we just added Phoenix, Arizona. We're coming out there as well uh, very soon, May 12th and 13th. So make sure you get Reno, Nevada. Make sure you get uh, Phoenix and then also Calgary. Still some tickets left for Calgary. Great Outdoors Fest. That's going to be nuts. TheAndrewSchultz.com. Uh, we'll be adding more dates coming up. And, uh, yeah, I'm just very excited. Thank you guys so much for just going and gobbling up those tickets so fast. So go get them. TheAndrewSchultz.com. Peace. How many months? to prepare for this? And how long do they tell you that it should be? I got the call in February. They said do 15 minutes. I started trying to structure what I wanted to do first before I got writers involved. And then the news kept changing. And then yeah, March I, comes, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's beginning of March. I got my guest hosting week at The Daily Show, top of April. So I got to start thinking about topics for that. Mm. And my problem was that anything I want to do for the dinner... Well, should I do it on The Daily Show? Maybe yep. I should put that on The Daily That's a better play. So I just didn't think about it at all until, until after, after my guest show. week, which gave me a three-week runway. Which kind of works wow. because the biggest stories broke the week of five days before the dinner, Tucker Carlson and Don Lemon get fired. Ron DeSantis joke. The Ron DeSantis run is the only thing that survived from February Till the night. Mm. Wow. One joke. Every other joke just got remixed. We had Fox News jokes, but then Tucker took over that whole run. So the, yeah. the Fox News run became mostly about Tucker. Then the Clarence Thomas stuff. I had a CRT joke, and then the Clarence Thomas stuff leaks about him taking the unpaid vacation. The NFT the joke NFT was so fire. fucking was good. Merges well together. Yeah, so, that was a phenomenal joke. Great joke. The NFT. Thanks, bro. Yeah. And so... Like, just as news kept breaking, we just kept... I mean, like, the first draft, bro, we had Chinese spy balloon jokes. And it's like... Yeah. You had, the, you had a little tag. Yeah. But, yeah. but the Chinese. drive-by. Yeah. You can't sit in it no more and talk about how the media obsessed over exactly. these balloons. because people don't so, care no more. Yeah, also, there's a Cat Williams spy balloon joke. Like, you know, I'm, like, obsessed with, like, well, what are other comedians saying about the thing? And I had to find... Yeah. Yeah, somebody, somebody posted some cell phone footage of Cat Williams from a set earlier this year. And, but his spy balloon material... Yeah. Y'all don't even need to yeah. address that topic. No. He got it. <laughs> he got it. Yeah, he owns yeah, that yeah. topic. And not only that, his joke works in an evergreen way. And I couldn't figure out how to tell. Because that's the other thing with the Correspondence Center. It's just timely. It's topical. You got to be yeah. about what's happening right now. And I couldn't figure out a way to do the spy balloon in that way. But then, you know, we start huddling up and all the writers. And we're like, oh, okay, here's a way to just sneak it in. Yeah. So when was the set finalized? Bro, we was texting from the table on the night. Wow. Motherfuckers was at the podium and they're texting and they're going, Fauci's in here. Do you got anything about Fauci? And I'm like, oh, I think I can come up with something about Fauci. And so, is that coming onto the teleprompter? No. So you just got to put that in the I got to drop it in just at some point. The Brittany Griner joke, like just that little quick pass, mm -hmm. I didn't know she was going to be there till I saw her on the red carpet. 
Was she? Oh, so, she was there. She was there. She didn't know she was going to be there until probably December. <laughs> 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 yeah, that red carpet was flashback. She was like, God damn it, these Soviets again. <laughs> you motherfuckers. <laughs> so that Biden nap run where, you know, Biden gets work done between naps yeah. and uh, yeah. uh, Why didn't they show your face during that? Did you notice that? I don't that? know. They, I don't know. They must have known. <laughs> They, I, what I'm assuming Once you send them the prompter, they know. And they they're like, know. I'm not going to let him act out Joe. <laughs> so it's just cut to some cowboy in the audience who's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, that motherfucker is sleeping. Also, they don't need audience cutaways in this shit. I'm so confused why they do that. Like, for stand audience For stand-up specials, I get it. But for this specifically, it's like that audience. There's always someone on camera that's not doing what the other people are doing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the cut shot is always like, well, what the fuck is he doing? Like, what is he talking well, about? Well, the one time when they showed Trump like four years ago, or five years ago, oh, yeah. remember when yeah. he's just stone facing, stealing yeah. shit. Yeah, that is the great. That's a great time to use. Okay, they should keep the cutaways for just for Trump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just for, for Trump. Trump. <laughs> if Trump is there, you just cut away for him for every yeah. single joke. I was praying he pulled up, bro. Yeah, he's not gonna. I, I thought that praying. was so pussy that he didn't come. Yeah. I was praying he pulled up. You see, that's why you figure like somebody like Kellyanne Conway would go back to Trump. It was a good time. You should go. Yeah. And then it'd be your ass up there next year. Yeah. <laughs> it'd be a whole different game. I mean, imagine that. So did you have some jokes for people that didn't show up that you pulled out? No, because I wasn't. That's the one thing I don't subscribe to. Just because you ain't here don't mean I ain't going to talk about your ass. If you've been right. wilding out. Yeah. I'm supposed to not talk about Clarence Thomas. Because I mean, he didn't show up. Yeah. yeah. I just think if you got jokes about people that you have to do jokes about some of the people that are there, I think to earn the right to do the other jokes. The only joke I was really nervous about was the school shooting joke. What happened with the school shooting Buddy. joke? I, I, it was fine to me. I don't care. Well, if was that the intention of the joke? Yeah, just to just say pass gun laws without getting into, yeah, like you don't want to. I thought yeah. that was the ballsiest joke. To do that three and a half minutes in, you could lose not just the room, the entire country. Because they don't have crazy <laughs> trust in you. You know what I mean? You got one Dominion voting booth shit that hit. That's a joke you put, you tucked 30 minutes into a special. You're doing it three minutes in to a, a speech for the entire world. I have oh, it could have cost you, and it hit, which was amazing. I have to kick you in the teeth. Or else I don't earn the right to let's fail. Yeah. The Biden yeah. joke off the top. What comedy club? Like, so good. Like you saw me what at the cellar. The, the dark Brandon. Why well, didn't get that? What That's is that? That's a mean thing. That was that was a joke back from. If you watch it online, you don't. It's a callback to what Biden said earlier. Oh, in a, yeah. is it a let's in a, go Brandon reference? It's Biden leaning into people calling him Brandon. He goes, "I'm dark Brandon now. Basically, I'm a tough guy." Oh. Yeah. So he says a thing to Roy where he's like, I'm, "I'm ready for your jokes, but I don't know about dark Brandon." And then he puts on yeah, the glasses. Yeah, and the crowd goes, ah, "Oh, okay, give it he's up." He's leaning dark. into the Brandon. Yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. Like. It, it's there was a joke at the top, and you saw me coming to the comedy cellar running it. Yeah, every night. Certain jokes you can't do in the club. Like all you can do is guess the the main punchlines. But like that, the first joke is me handing Biden back his classified documents. Yeah, I like that. Yes. Yeah. that so he good. left at the podium. Yeah. If that doesn't work, how how fucked am I? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Your first joke yeah, yeah, yeah. at a. Corporate gig. Yeah, 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 yeah. We've been there. They don't. They don't know who you are. It's just people in there. Like, oh, so they got a prop comment. <laughs> <laughs> so we got black carrot time. That's what we got. <laughs> they just trashing you from. 
upstairs. Yeah, but they laughed, and so then it's like, okay, let me do one joke on myself. So, hey, I look like Kenan Thompson. Giggle, that was good. Giggle, giggle. Yeah. yeah. Okay, let's do a quick Santos joke. Giggle, giggle, giggle. School shootings, motherfucker. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's where you have to go. But you knew when you said it that they were going to groan. Correct. And then you had that line at the end, which I thought was so miserable. Don't groan at me, pass legislation. Yeah, just pass legislation. Which is such a good, like, fuck you. You're not going to sit here and moral high ground. You're groaning because it's true. So if you got a problem with it, change it. Mm -hmm. Do something about it. So from there, then you can get into the people and all of that stuff. I just think you got to, I got to come on stage. And in two minutes, I got to prove to you that I'm funny and worth paying attention to. Then we have to establish where the line is. Mm. And so the school shooting joke is to establish the line. Like, it's, I mean, you know, it, this shit is sociology, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just manipulating people in a certain way so that they stay with you long enough to get to the next joke, or to the next joke, and to the next joke. And then once you have kind of people in a pocket, then you can do the Clarence Thomas joke. Like, the original intention was to do the Clarence Thomas joke higher in the set. Mm. But then I'm like, if they don't know where I'm coming from. They got to trust you. Yeah, trust t- me. That one, you're taking them on a journey. It's a long walk. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I didn't earn that, that walk yet. Yeah. Okay. Now, speaking of, of, of jokes that may or may not be uh, in this roast, um, we asked if there were certain jokes that you did not include. Now, you're saying nobody edited your shit. No one edited did my shit. Did you have anybody pull you aside and invite you to an island to fuck teenagers if you didn't say any jokes oh, about them? No, they did not. Oh. Um, I did not get yeah. the, the invitation. Not at all? No, no. So I guess I wasn't funny enough. Prior. <laughs> <laughs> they like, yo, don't make fun of Pryor this dude. probably been there. Yeah, he's yeah, probably yeah, been there. Yeah. Pryor. <laughs> <laughs> Pryor probably did go. His mom, his mom ran it. Him and Paul Mooney. <laughs> nah, I, gotta, I, I can say with all honesty, man, nobody policed me. It was people wow. who were in those particular camps who knew that I was going to have something for them. Like, like, I did CNN Friday morning before before the shit, the, the week of the Don Lemon firing, and like some of the producers at CNN, they said, oh, what are you going to say tomorrow about are we in it? I'm like, yeah, I have to say something about what the hell happened here. Like, it's, yeah. it's pictures still on the wall. Like, <laughs> <laughs> taking them down off the decoration yet. Yeah. Yes, I have to bring that up. So it was more people who knew that they were targets. It was the same thing a couple years ago when I did the Congressional Correspondence Dinner, which is like the like the AAA ball version yeah. of this shit. And it was the same time when Megyn Kelly had got fired or whatever from NBC. And NBC people were all up in my face. Like, are you going to say anything about Megyn? Let's get to some of these jokes. Yeah. I, I, got, yeah. I got a couple of... Now, now understanding all just of that... Just the meanest ones, by the way. Just the meanest ones? You yeah. don't want all the shit? No. Okay. So, to me, the issue was this, bro. Some of the jokes were so mean that it would jeopardize the structural integrity of jokes that came after it. Mm. Okay. I love so that. When you understand what I love the way you break down comedy. It's just right, like inside great, right? baseball. Just, but shit. you don't know me. These people don't <laughs> yeah. know me. Yeah. So I cannot just be this vile out the gate because you don't know me. <laughs> yeah. And then if I'm too vile near the end of the joke run, it undermines the sincerity mom and dad shit that I put at the end because I fucking love Which my was mom. a great original choice. I and is seen it a lot true that that woman wasn't actually your mom? You actually hired an actor? 
That was my mom. <laughs> Wait a minute, are you? <laughs> Wait, don't start no nah, shit. Just no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> they just cut to some random. Yeah, I know. Got to stand in yeah. on oh, Vince. No. You're like, what? <laughs> Who's that lady? Could have gave her a better seat, bro. Only tucked in the back. Okay, only the mean ones. Now, some of these were cut for tone because they would break up the cadence of the act and the way I wanted to do see do between left. Right wing jokes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Some of these will cut for time. All right? Okay. So this is coming off of the joke about um, Kamala Harris and that. No, Dick Cheney. You know, Dick Cheney had a documentary. And if you're a vice yeah. president and you got a documentary, that means you vice president it wrong. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Ain't no other vice president had a documentary. Well, Al Gore had a documentary, but it wasn't about being vice president. It was about something far more boring. Saving the earth. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> we don't care about the earth. We all gonna get killed at a shopping mall. I just don't want to die in a Spencer's gifts. <laughs> Here we go. You gonna kill me at a Nordstrom's, baby? That's why. Oh, yeah. If you want to kill me, kill me at a Nordstrom's. That's fine. Uh, but we cut it because we already had school shooting jokes, so we didn't need yeah. to do double shoot jokes. Mm. Um, is it me or is Donald Trump the most snitched-on president of all time? Nobody stands tall with the president. Even Epstein had Jelaine Maxwell. For obvious reasons. I think you should have did that. Our media works hard. They uncover a lot of horrors in this country, like migrant child workers or as Republicans call it, the solution to childhood obesity. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Was that, was that part of Michelle Obama's Let's Move initiative? <laughs> Let's move those pallets until <laughs> three in the morning. <laughs> as an alt to that, I had, uh, the food was delicious tonight. Yes, it was picked by migrant child workers. It's good, right? That. Exactly. That's why I didn't do it. See? Yeah, yeah. See? <laughs> Would have been a good opening, though. Uh, Mike Pence was good at playing hide-and-seek on January 6th. Um, oh, yeah, here we go. No, you'll know why I cut this one. Uh, the only time I ever heard about Mike Pence doing anything as vice president is when he was playing hide-and-go-seek with Trump supporters on January 6th. And Mr. President Biden, the only thing I remember about your time as, as vice president is that you cussed a lot. And honestly, I don't think that was that big of a fucking deal. You were the fucking vice president, and now you're the fucking president. You should be able to say what the fuck you want. And then off Biden's reaction. Oh, you're not cussing anymore? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Joe Biden, always flip-flopping on the issues. Ah, yeah, good, good, good. Long, though. Yeah, yeah. Wordy. Yeah. Long, long, long fucking But fun to curse wrong. at a sitting president. Yeah, yeah. yeah but on C-SPAN, it's like, ah, fucking no. Um, now, now, while you still look for some, we also have a couple that we thought that you might like. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> we go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we prepared. We I got prepared a couple. I'm sure you just got Just a few, okay? Yeah, okay. And, uh, and you can read them. We actually printed them out so that you can read them however you'd like. Oh, that's so nice of you. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean? And it won't affect your career opportunities at all. It's always a fucking ride when I come to the flame. <laughs> <laughs> always a ride. Okay, ready? So what would we like to start with? Do we want to start with... Um, I'm sure these are better than anything. Here you I go. Cut. Here you go. Here you go. Here's a good one. This is about... Um, <laughs> your career. <laughs> Close the book. Okay. Okay. Here's your single. <laughs> okay. 
Oh, I can't wait for that. You got it. You got it. We got it. Some major shakeups in journalism lately. Well, Limit Out and Tucker Out, Network News has asked more members than a medieval transgender clinic. <laughs> I'm so low down, bro. <laughs> okay. Hold on, hold on. Oh, Here. Axe and Medieval. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Member right. penis, yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, okay, okay, here we go. Okay. Okay, we'll, we'll stay on the news. We'll stay on the news. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'll read it. I'll read it if you don't Or Alex will read it as oh, Roy. Oh, Alex can't read it actually. Never mind. Jesus. You got it. Whoa. Okay, okay. Uh, Tucker Carlson's been fired. His absence at Fox News is actually the only gaping hole that Don Lemon wouldn't fill. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Now we're talking. Okay, boy. okay. What about this one? This is a good one about Florida. Yeah. Let's see. What about... <laughs> you can get Florida, this Florida's gay policies... Florida's gay policies are incredibly strict. You're not allowed to say gay. Matter of fact, if you're HIV positive, Ron DeSantis calls you Disney Plus. <laughs> That's a great joke. That's a great joke. That's, good. That's a great one. That's good. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. okay. What, what about this one? What about this one? How right? demented are you motherfuckers? Sidebar before I read this one, and I'm gonna read it. Okay. I only did, like, the only woman I did a joke against was Kamala, just because of the weird, because like, the thing, the thing that I was like really like concerned about was like, motherfuckers trying to take a joke and then we're gonna use it in the wrong way against you Make on you Sunday like morning. You. Like, there, like the the shit I said about Don Lemon, motherfuckers is weaponizing against him right now, and I'm like, really? Also, yeah, but I also said that they hired. Charles Barkley, which to me isn't the equivalent to Don Lemon. Mm, yeah. Charles talked that shit, but Don also, regardless of whatever he did off camera, the motherfucker get on camera and hold motherfuckers accountable and ask me. I ain't never seen Charles Barkley like ask a pushback question. Mm. And that's what's gonna be missing. And so, you know, I just think that if I did a Nikki Haley joke or if I did a fucking um, Diane Feinstein or any of those topics, it's like it's a it's a thin line of getting that joke right without somebody going, "You're just a man picking on a woman." Mm. Well, so, this definitely is not that. No. <laughs> Let's take a moment to recognize the hardworking Americans that have endured trains dumping toxic loads all over them. We're thinking about you, Stormy Daniels. <laughs> I love that. I love that. <laughs> But why'd you pick on that poor girl? Come on. Come on, Roy. Yeah. Do you understand the groans that would have come from the room if I had yeah. read That would have sounded like Stormy Daniels. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Come on, Roy. Because they thought you were going to say East Palestine, but it's really a whore. <laughs> oh, wait. That's the same one you just like saying. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, okay. Here, this this is uh, okay. Here you go. This this one is this, this is, is why I come. This, this one's sweet. Something tame. This one's sweet. 
This one's this one's a sweet one. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Joe Biden is here, but he doesn't know that. Joe's such a That's lifeless, funny. brainless corpse. I'm surprised Trump hasn't already fucked him. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> that's good. Damn. That's, a that's good. good. That's a good joke. Joke-wise, that's good. You ever said right then, Joe Biden's up, and he walks out of there. <laughs> that is He's true. Drunk. But imagine you no, walked Biden. No. Oh, that's, oh, that's yeah. amazing. Fire. It, yeah. that it would prove he's alive yeah. if nothing else. Okay. Yeah. And he trips down the stairs. This one you could say. This one definitely is fine. I haven't picked one of the okay, few sure. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. I'll give you this one. Mr. President, you did a great job with your jokes. You know the problem with this joke is that I have to do this one at the top. Yeah, immediately. Which I'm done for yeah, the rest of the act. If I open with this joke, yeah. my document joke, much safer. Yes, <laughs> yes. Mr. President, you did a great job with your jokes. You had those lines down so perfect, Hunter tried to snort them. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody. There's a few here. Just pick one. Just imagine, pick one. Imagine him looking at you with his lifeless smile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where would they cut for that joke? <laughs> Hunter? <laughs> they should have had a cam for him. Nah, they, they cut to Biden one time. It looked like he was lost. Yeah, He's yeah, just like, what was dude, going you know, on? He was facing the wrong way. I'll vote for him again off that fucking reaction. And vote for him the first time, but I'll vote this time. Shit, I should have had y'all writing for me because it's easier to tone down than punch out. <laughs> <laughs> like, I know how to take those jokes and okay, I know how to fucking yeah, 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 yeah. pay my son's fucking college tuition. <laughs> <laughs> I know how to rework that one and still yeah, get a pay some bills. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Joe Biden is so old that he thinks Kamala and I are sitting on the same side of the room for legal reasons. <laughs> nice little segregation action. Uh... Every CNN, every CNN anchor is gone. All that's left is Blitzer and Tapper, which is what Cuomo used to do to the female interns. <laughs> nice. That's good. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Blitzer that's and Tapper. Solid. Fire. All right, guys, we're gonna take a break for a second because honestly, your hair needs more tender love and care. It really does. Geology is already taking care of our skin, right? We're on the routine that personalized routine from taking that quick little test so we get our own personalized skincare set. And you know what they're doing the same thing for your hair. Simple as that. If it works on your face, why would it not work in your hair? Said every woman ever. <laughs> the reality is Geology have launched their hair and body products in a brand new custom control hair care system. Just like their skincare quiz, they created a quiz that asks you a handful of questions and just like that, you have your very own personalized hair care routine. You know what that means? No more bad hair days. Most people are out there washing their hair every single day. Stop doing that shit. You don't need to. Shampoos, strip your hair of the oils that it actually needs. Imagine that, a company that's selling a product actively telling you, you don't need to use it that much, that's how you know you can trust them. The custom control hair care routine comes with a truly personalized routine. For a limited time, they're hooking you up with an absolutely insane offer. Right now, if you use the code FLAGRANCE, they will give you 70% off your first purchase of a personalized hair care routine or their award-winning skincare trial set. On top of that, they're giving you an additional bonus offer on their brand new body care line of super clean body wash and deodorant. They're gonna take care of all your bad 
bathroom needs. So head over to geology.com. That is G-E-O-L-O-G-I-E.com and take the hair care quiz. Use the code flagrant and start living that good hair life. Now let's get back to the show. All right, guys, let's take a break for a second because you know what time it is. You see the lights. You sense the aura. It's hard Sick time, okay? Every week on this podcast, we come to a section where it's hard dick time, okay? And maybe <laughs> some of you out there, you had a little situation where you weren't delivering as hard dick as you possibly could, and now we are gonna alleviate that. That is no longer a problem that you will have in your life, okay? Blue Chew has got your back. Same active ingredients inside Cialis or Viagra, but you never gotta worry about the stiffy again. Get deep into the abdomen, guts moved around, interior decorating. Blue Chew has got your back. Blue Chew is also giving you first month free. All you gotta do is pay $5 shipping. Best dick of your life for free, $5 shipping. You go to bluechew.com, use the promo code flagrant. That's it, ship right to your door. No big issue at all. I'm done talking about it. Go do it, let's get back to the show. Also, Bum Ass Cities Tour, still going strong. East Providence on May 3rd, tickets are sold out. If you didn't buy them, that's on you. May 10th, St. Louis, there are tickets still available. And last time I was there, I almost got killed. So even if you don't like me, you should Buy tickets and see what the fuck happens there. Then May 11th, Kansas City, Missouri. I'm at the Improv. May 31st, Cleveland, Ohio. June 1st, Columbus, Ohio. Hurry up and buy your tickets. These shows will sell out. All those dates and more at akashsing.com. Now let's get back to the show. But when you did inside jokes? Yes. This is what this is what this feels like. Yeah, but you know what, though? <laughs> to credit to inside jokes, I've tried working. This is the other thing I discovered about me. I tried working that military cop joke. Yeah. Still ain't got it right. Really? Wow. I tried part of it for my last special. I don't know what it is. Like, I feel like, I feel like, I don't know if it's some round face black man bullshit, but like people are <laughs> predisposed to liking me. So if I'm too mean in my set, yeah. like, well, why would you do that, Roy? We don't mm. know. But I'm still like it gets the groan, Bro, but the, it the but I can't part. yo yo it back to Buddy, the last. That was so. the that grenade moment. part, remember? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. That's still up. Go watch that. It's yeah. it's so I mean, that was like, a fun. I was it was it was the three of us and, and Paul Verzi. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, dude, that yeah. was <laughs> so good. Yeah. We got to bring that shit. But back. it's funny. He was trying to do like a somewhat of like social conscious joke about the vets, and then you guys just started punching it up crazy. and made it crazy. crazy. Absolutely. <laughs> he's just Absolutely. like, my career's Wait. over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The same feeling you feel yeah. right now. Yeah. Yeah. But no, but um, I did it then. I'm back now, man. Yeah, That's yeah. why I like rocking with y'all. I mean, you motherfuckers know I like fucking laughs. I like jokes. I just can't do all the jokes in the same fucking places that jokes. <laughs> <laughs> now, yeah. do, you, do you ever consider that? Is that one of those things where like on stage, I assume you are completely liberated? Yeah. I've never watched you on stage and felt like you were holding a single thing back. Matter of fact, one of my favorite things about you on stage is that like your style of joke telling is very... Um, it's like shaking up seltzer. You know what I mean? Okay. Like it's like once that opens, it's it is spring. Like the Dominion joke is a perfect example of it. It's like you don't even know when the punchlines are starting and ending because the concept is funny and every line afterward is a punch on that concept. Thanks. Right? So and I feel like that is stylistically very similar to the other stuff that you do. Like for me, like if I'm trying to say something or I'm trying to make a point, I need you to hear me. So for me, certain types of jokes, people clam up. 
and they immediately just go, well, I'm not going to listen to nothing else you got to say. Hmm. So now, if I go hard in the paint off the top, then I'm only undermining my ability for you to understand what the fuck I'm trying to say to you. Hmm. So if I can lull you in a little bit, maybe use a word or two that you like and that you hear and that you prefer, then come around on the backside of that okay. and hit you with a punchline. To me, that's more, that's a punch that connects better than me just being a straight joke brawler yeah. and just hitting you with joke, joke, yeah. joke, haymaker, haymaker, haymaker versus, yes, I understand what you're saying. Like, a joke that didn't get shit that I love to this day was the Ron DeSantis joke of, you know, Ron's trying to pass laws. Yeah, that was great. But he doesn't understand that this is America. We don't pass laws. We promise we're going to pass the law, and then we don't do it. Yeah. And that's what all the great leaders in this room understand. Yeah. yeah. So good. That's why you're here. Because you're the best at making things not happen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's better than going, politicians ain't shit, and y'all, <laughs> y'all yeah. at the sex island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. For me, that's yeah. a better, that's a more effective way of getting you to listen and then me. It's also undermine. a funnier angle. Compliment something that people do horribly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's to yeah. me more comedically pal uh, palatable to compliment the worst things about you are the best at being obese or you're the best at being yeah. fat because now we're in silly land. You can't be the yeah. best at a worse thing or at a horrible thing. Mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah, it was uh, a, yeah, yeah. And so, it's a sentiment that we all feel like we're like, ah, yeah. nothing gets done in politics, nothing yeah. gets done. So it's like, it's perfect. So what's the best yeah. way for me to say that in a way that I know you heard me? Because if you're still mad about about a Stormy Daniels joke I did four minutes earlier, mm. you ain't even listening no more. Mm. And I still need you to hear me. And so to me, that's kind of where I'm, what no, I'm always think, trying to bank on. I do think audiences have amnesia once they get hit with a really strong bit. Yeah. Like, you know, that you could offend them and then push them away. But if the next joke is really solid and strong, and uh, I do think that they'll forget about that fucked up thing you said. Patrice is, is good at that. Yeah. Bill Maher, Ricky Gervais. But they also, every joke is super strong and every joke, every yeah. premise. And mine is kind of more, you know, up and down and up and down. And if I fuck up one part of the, the journey, then I'm stumbling through the next two bits to get the mm -hmm. equity, to get back to zero, to get you to laugh at the next right. fucking thing. So, so you whole, feel like yeah. you need that momentum with the crowd. You need them on your side. I'm saying if you're, if, if to lull you in and then counterpunch you, yes. Yeah. That's what I prefer to do. Because otherwise, if you're a brawler like that, if you're a brawler like Patrice, yeah. then you've got to, every punch has Everything to be a haymaker. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I feel like with you and your comedy, and I felt this in the speech too, there's like, it's almost like a whole story. The hour is kind of a journey we're going on together. Yeah. And then I felt like you did that with the speech too, with the, the scandals that tie us together was kind of the premise. And I'm also curious if you had that if you knew you were going to do that, if you were just like, I need something to make this a journey. I need something to make it a journey. Because yeah. I knew I wanted to tie in my pops and like all of the war reporting he did and like talk a little bit about just from an angle of, and it's not even kissing ass. I know what the fuck y'all go through. My pops never talked about covering Vietnam and being embedded in South Africa during riots and Zimbabwe, like African civil war. Like mm. that's some hostage shit where you wouldn't even talk about journalists 
that's locked up in fucking Africa. Yeah. It's always European and Eastern Bloc and all of that shit. And what's Asia. impressive is if he talked about struggling South Africa, they would just let him host a daily show. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. really yeah, why didn't he enough. Host a daily? Yeah. <laughs> My daddy too angry for comedy. He had a custom white folks. <laughs> My pops used to watch C-SPAN every night and he'd go, let me see what these crackers up to. <laughs> That's that's literally how my pops would turn on C-SPAN. These lying motherfuckers. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I wanted to tie my pops and his journey through journalism and just how the the thing that I that I missed though, and we just just you ain't got but they told me to do 15, I did 25. Yeah. It's too long. But like the scandal, the other scandal in media is not just y'all put everything behind behind a paywall because y'all broke. But also, the first people you fire is all the reporters that's covering all the important shit. Mm. Mm-hmm. They're not covering, like, it's all the local reporters that go and, dis- like that, that Oklahoma. That was a great point. Oh, you mean by fire, like, uh, lose their jobs because the companies aren't making enough money? Correct, layoffs. correct. Not so like when they have money. layoffs, yeah. Yeah, yeah, when you have layoffs and you're firing all these local reporters, the local reporters are the ones that go, every national story is a local story first. Right. And it's some local story, it's some local reporter that did do it, and then a national reporter coming and they go, get the fuck out of the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it now. But you wouldn't even known about it if it wasn't a local reporter. And so, you know, that's why I tried to tie in with my mom's and them was going through. But I couldn't even really get deep into that. You know, my mom's was protesting at a white Mississippi college trying to help integrate it. And they getting their ass whooped, bro. Wait, really? Yeah, yeah. This is 60s shit. And so... Poses and stuff? Yeah. Just Did, to had go she to spoken about that? No. Oh. Because, like, it's, it's a lot. I always yo, want to know what that is like. There's two types of black people from the civil rights movement. You got the ones. <laughs> not, <laughs> from, which, from which side? No, no, no. It was good. It was good. You have power. I just assume. I was in a hose, bro. I ask a fireman yeah. about that. I'm talking about getting hit with the hose. Like, that's got to be awful. I, I think it's black. Like German Shepherd, my fucking ass. Oh, my God. They got the German Shepherds out there, too. Yeah. There's two types of black folks from the civil rights movement. You got the ones. Is vocal now and Al Sharpton. I was just thinking that, bro. What is that? German everything. Yeah, they gave aggressive. us chocolate cake, though, so that made up for it. They, they, they did. They're like, get that shit out of here. <laughs> we'll take these vanilla yeah. cakes. <laughs> but then you got black folks that just don't say shit. They don't talk about it just on some PTSD shit. So mm. my mom would just stay in college and make sure black kids get education. She worked at a black college the last 30, 35 years now. Mm. So that's how she tries to be part of the solution, but my mom don't talk about that shit, but you know it was a local reporter. That, that, but most of the civil rights movement was local reporters. Before all them national motherfuckers came down and like started embarrassing the country. So that's where I was trying to like tie it all in to y'all are laying off the people that were the bedrock of all of this change that you keep saying we need to make mm. in this country. But I couldn't figure out a funny way to say it. Mm-hmm. But I love that you ended on a sentimental note because most of the time it's jokes straight through. You got them with the jokes and then you ended very thoughtfully and beautifully and like shouted out your parents in a way that most people wouldn't When else are you going to get a fucking chance in front of America to fucking say something meaningful? Like you can be funny, but I've been funny enough. At this point, 10... 15 minutes in. Yeah, but that was on Viacom, so people could actually see you being funny. <laughs> 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 the Paramount Plus app is a very useful app, and I would hope that everyone would subscribe to Paramount my Plus. My favorite app. And my favorite, favorite, my favorite app is the Paramount <laughs> Plus app. <laughs> <laughs> when I'm streaming <laughs> from my Dominion voting machine. 
To me, you gotta give you something, bro. They gotta give you a little piece of that. They ain't got no money. Oh, well, they got some money now. Yeah, yeah, I think they're doing all right. Yeah. But what about being in the room? Did anyone come up and talk to you afterwards? You talk to Biden at all? Anything like that? I mean, it's just usual quick chop it up before they security is dragging them up. Yeah, the president. Did the president say anything? Quick chop it up. You know how it goes. We don't. I mean, but what y'all expect him to say? Like, that was moving. I will now pass reparations and then walk off. That would have been fine. But you got reparations done? Oh, my God. That would be... I'm curious if Biden shook your hand or if he knew what's up and he reached back and gave you... You know what I mean? No, it was just straight up. It's just from down to up. He didn't like come from back here. (laughs) (laughs) He's about to start cussing again. They're everywhere! (laughs) (laughs) He's like, get the dogs. (laughs) (laughs) Who the fuck is he? (laughs) (laughs) Nah, uh, Kamala was real nice. What did she... Her hands soft? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wait, why, yeah. Why are you asking about woman's hands? I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm a, I'm a male. What? <laughs> now you got me feeling creepy for saying yeah. Why, so why, did, you why did you remember that? So that was the wrong answer. Damn, you know. Got me tripped up on the flake. Does she have open toe uh, heels? Uh, no, okay, you don't dance with that. You don't have the toes out. Nah, nah, nah. You didn't give her a hug. I took a deep inhale like a creep. What do you want me to say? Like Biden. Biden looked at you like, hey. Learn from the best. Like that sniff, my man. Ooh, that shade better. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, so, so Kamala was looking good. Anybody else there? Every everybody was everybody was chill, man. What about I, the North Dakota like governor? Was she there? I don't know. Fine one, you know the fine it. one. No, I've not seen. Are there any fine? We got like a fine politician who's like from North Dakota. You talking about the trans one? No, what? You're talking about going to North In Dakota. North Dakota. You talking about traveling all the way to North Dakota? I'm not going to travel there. Move but to if, North Dakota. You saying it like you'd move to North Dakota? She came to you. She was in D.C. She's right there. She, nah. got, she got the Nancy Pelosi. She, she, I think she's kind of. Oh. Did you have any jokes about Pelosi's upper chest? No. Upper chest. <laughs> Just upper chest. I mean, if you dropped heavies during the speech, it would be iconic. I'm trying to think. No, there was, there was, no, we just had a conversation about the Tucker stuff and the Pelosi picture and all of it. But like, too many people need to know the backstory on that mm. to get that joke. Because the Pelosi thing is like one of them remember the mm. the thing. So it's too much backstory. So we didn't do that. Did you know that Tucker Carlson is Don Lemon's drag name? <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> Fuck you, that's not true. <laughs> no, like Don there's Lemon's not a drag. <laughs> There's there's just so much going on and so much like you just see everybody just in passing. Like yeah. only person I really got to chop it up with for a minute was Gail King and Lester Holt. Like I'm just like I'm trying to find OG journalists yeah, yeah, yeah. to talk to. Cause like the journalist and like you know, journalism degree in me is like, oh my God, it's you. I fucking respect your coverage. Quick question. Immediately before the speech and immediately after the speech, what are your feelings? Immediately, they call your name, you're going up. Are you thinking anything? Is it pure panic? Is it once I get the first laugh, everything is easy? And then once it's done and it goes well, what's that feeling like? First thought walking on stage is I should have gone to grad school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, fuck, yeah. what am I doing? But yes. it's like, I mean, this every, is nuts, dude. But you can't not do it. You can't not we're do fucking, it. Yeah. We're legit fucking lunatics for. Just trying the most dangerous fucking shit, stand-ups. Yeah. Um, Hasan Minaj gave me a, a gang of advice, but then he also told me, take a water up there, your mouth's going to get dry. And mm. I forgot, and I was fucking up there choking. I was mm. choking. A lot of them pauses is just me waiting on slobber to come back. <laughs> <laughs> it's not comedic time, and I'm yeah. fucking waiting on mouth juice yeah. to fucking <laughs> lubricate. Oh, and then after, it's just one big exhale, man. 
just one big fucking exhale. And I, sh- I posted a picture on my IG of just me just sitting in the chair. Like the, everybody had left the stage and the room is dispersing. Mm. And I'm just like, on some Thanos, watch the sunrise on a grateful whatever the fuck, just fucking exhale. But yeah. What'd your mom say when you, when you saw her afterwards? She was cool. She was cool about it. We, we spoke briefly. My mom, we'll talk about, uh, you know, black mamas, they don't say shit to like months later. Thank you for what you did. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be months later, but she got the fuck out of there. They had a Diana Ross concert, and I keep forgetting. That's like old black women's Beyonce. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she left early to no, go to No, as soon as, it, she didn't stay to like say good job. <laughs> <laughs> to go see Diana Ross. <laughs> I mean, how, yo, how many yeah. more chances are you going to get to see Diana Ross? Yeah, yeah. that's a good point. Just, how you know many chances are you going to get to see her son do the correspondence yeah. dinner? She yeah. saw her son do the correspondence I'll be dinner. at the hotel in the morning. Fuck him. I got to go see Plenty of chances to tell him he did a good job at the thing I was at. Yeah, my mom yeah. bounced. Because you know, the traffic still. was going to be crazy. And they knew, you know, Diana Ross. <laughs> Diana Ross going on stage on time. She ain't one of them, like, black artists where they say 1130. Yeah. And then it's one in the morning before they go. And just say people. <laughs> this, guy's, this guy's a racist. <laughs> wow. bro. He's trying to say that black people are late. Do you think the reason she was on time is because she was disciplined so much earlier in her career? Oh, um, dude. <laughs> With dogs? Yes, it's way worse than what I said. That's way worse. Who's more racist? That's not racist. I think all guys do that. Or you something. think that's <laughs> something? Do all yeah. guys do that or what? My mama, back got, in the day? my mama got shot with that fire hose and it's like, well, let me start being on time. <laughs> Case them police out there tripping. <laughs> <laughs> that protest was supposed to start at four. I'm gonna leave at three so I can miss the protest. Was it the police that did the fire hosing? No, it's the fire department. The police call the fire department. Yo, fire, fire department, department gets off easy on that. Yeah. yeah. No, one, Defund the firemen. One, we have to discuss that. The fire department playing like a really... Because <laughs> everybody puts it on the police, and everybody thinks the firemen are heroes, because they are. They ran into the building and stuff like yeah. that. Or the buildings, 9-11. Um, but they were hosing you guys down. Yeah, but then they stopped. They did. The police keep fucking up. That is true, but I'm also there's also something ironic about people who definitely didn't go to college stopping black people from going to college, Like maybe if they were allowed to go to that school, they wouldn't be upset, but they were turned down and then they had to become firemen. You want an inside joke right now? Here you yeah. go, motherfucker. I had a joke about something similar in my special about how firefighters got off the hook and the same thing with the National Guard. Like, the National Guard straight murdered protesters no. back in the day. Kent State, they pulled up. Oh, that's up. right, that's uh, right. That I was didn't... the National Guard who did that. But, like, over cause... time, we love the National Guard again. Like, now the National Guard showed, we're like, all right, mm-hmm. you're here to bring snacks and maybe help. <laughs> yeah. But at no point do we bring up the mistake they made because at some point the National Guard was like, all right, maybe we should stop shooting motherfuckers. Yeah. And let's just bring snacks. And maybe that's what the police need to we do. We love and snacks, though, dude. I couldn't figure out a way to tie it all together. Because, like, the police what if do instead everything. instead of um, water, it was Kool-Aid? 
See that? Come what, on. What, that part what, is that's, what, 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 that's where it's a watermelon. No, 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 no. That would be then you could make an argument like we were trying to help. Like we just wanted everybody to have their electrolytes, you know. No, I couldn't figure it out. I could that part of work, it. Yeah, it's that's too angry. That is messed up. That is I feel like we're being excluded from their workshop. Intentionally saying we can't. You guys are doing outside jokes right now. And we're doing inside jokes. We gotta work on that. We gotta work on that. That was the maddest I ever made anybody on Twitter. Black people for sure. Um, I called, I said, I tweeted one time that that Kool-Aid ain't shit but flavored city water. And motherfuckers were furious. <laughs> like I had insulted their whole childhood. But yeah. that's what it is. I mean, yeah, but it's, it's still delicious. But stop acting like it was the greatest thing. You don't, most people don't make Kool-Aid as an adult. Talk that shit. If Kool-Aid is available, mm -hmm. you might have it. But no one, as a fucking adult. Chooses Kool-Aid first. No one, if you went over a motherfucking house and they offered you Kool-Aid, you would judge them. That's, that's true. <laughs> no, that's but true. That's when I learned about, like, you start talking about motherfuckers' food and all that shit. You're just insulting their childhood because they did. Grandmama gave them Kool-Aid and they made it together. Mm. And it's not the Kool-Aid that you miss. It's the warm hug and bosom of your fucking grandmother. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I never, got, I never got grandma tits, man. All my grandmas were dead and their tits were dead, so I never got that. <laughs> You ain't dig them up? Why ain't you dig them up? <laughs> Dude, so, you know what? I thought about that just to get, just to get that feeling, that bosom, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, baby. There you are, Mima. <laughs> but that must be nice. Like your grandma. Did you know your grandma? Uh, yeah, I only had one living grandparent. Oh, wow. Uh, Mississippi. And we would walk to the National Guard Armory. To, let me look at him while I say. We used to go to. <laughs> You should go to the National Guard Armory you know all gonna, the time. He's going to be like, to pick up t-shirt contest from the <laughs> 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 You see what he did? You see what he That's did? That's what he's going to say. He was going to say. Let me look at him. Puerto Ricans love playing in fire hoses. We do. We do. love the fire hydrants. They're like, how is this a punch? This is a summer's day. Okay, come on. Let's be serious with the story. Okay, you and your grandma. I had a grandmama and my fondest memory of my Memory of my grandmother. Did you just say your fondlest? My, my best memory. <laughs> Did you say your best memory? Dude, this guy is crazy. The most, the, the most grandest memory. Yeah, like the grandest memory? <laughs> Roy, you gotta stop, dude. dude. Roy, this is the problem, Roy. You bitch. <laughs> no, we used to walk. We used to walk every month to the National Guard Armory to pick up our government cheese and peanut butter. That's what you called him? <laughs> no, that's not what I called him. <laughs> I'm telling you a good memory I had of a woman I love. Well, this is why you don't drink about Kool-Aid, Roy. Now that's you get a taste of your own medicine. <laughs> <laughs> you get a taste of your government cheese, Roy. Oh, okay, shit. okay, so okay, so she gets the government cheese and no, the peanut butter. I'm just butter. saying, yes, I had a grandma, and I remember walking with her, and that's like when I used to get the wisdom from her. It was like on the long walks in Mississippi to go get free shit from the mm. government. Hmm. <laughs> And what would she say on some of those long walks? What was what was that is the blackest story ever told on this podcast, right there. Holy yeah, shit. listen up, Alan. You don't have any stories like that. <laughs> the long path, walk in Mississippi <laughs> with my grandma. To go get government cheese. I didn't want to say that part, but that's part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Government. Do they still have government cheese? Or they have government cheese, but I don't know about government peanut butter. No. So did in the South, do you guys feel like an entitlement with peanut butter? Do you feel like that's yours? 
No, but barbecue motherfuckers be all claiming yeah, that yeah, shit. Yeah, barbecue's the South. Claiming barbecue or claiming peanut butter? Barbecue. Barbecue. So black people have no historical uh, like attachment to the invention of peanut butter? We fuck with George Washington Carver. I mean, the legend. But I think white people like peanut butter more than black people. That's yeah. why. I think y'all love it so much, black people are like, I don't even want we it. We don't have a well, lot of peanut butter. We ruined peanut butter we for you guys? We don't have a lot of peanut butter recipes. But that's like, what I don't understand. Like- I mean, this is like groundbreaking technology. I mean, it's cool, but it's not like what we fuck with. Like George Washington Carver is like, you know, name a black EDM DJ. It's like, ah, we like what you do. <laughs> DJ Ruckus. <laughs> okay. Yeah, DJ love, we love DJ Ruckus and we yeah. respect him. But also some of what he does isn't traditionally, I guess, in a black space. I don't, I don't, I can't remember any black person just rolling out peanut butter cookies or peanut brittle or any of the fucking peanut snacks. Is that like a self-loathing thing? Like, where do you think that comes from? <laughs> Why don't you give so a fuck? <laughs> You're such a fucking idiot. That's a great question. You're such that a is fucking an idiot. excellent question. Why do your people not embrace the creations yeah. of that your people? That was the most sincere question he's ever asked. That was Barbara Walters Andrew. About yeah. fucking peanut butter. Yeah. Bro, that should be bothering me, man, because George Washington Carver was a goat. How about chocolate chip cookies? Wasn't yeah, he famous, famous, famous. Yeah. That's a black dude. I know that. Yeah, and y'all took both recipes. Yeah. Give it back to us. Give us the first bread. First of all, first yeah. of all, first of all, y'all. You right? We did take that. We did take that. Hold on. Can I just ask one question? Are you saying white people stole chocolate chip cookies from black people? They didn't steal. My man sold the recipe and they lowballed them. Yeah, they fucked him. He was on Shark Tank begging for a deal. It was so fucking sad. Famous yeah. Amos had another thing. And then the motherfucker didn't get no money. But wait a minute. No investors. Nothing. Hold on a second. But he didn't invent the chocolate chip cookie, did he really? I think it was the first chocolate chip cookie sold. Famous Amos. Black people invented chocolate chip cookies, but it's, peanut butter. That's, but that's like saying you invented toast. Everybody will go, well, I also put bread that's what, the, that's what the people in the Middle East do with their, like, uh, pita and hummus. It's like, yeah, we, we know how to mash a chickpea. Like, it's not yours, no, you know? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if he invented it, but I know he had one that was really dope that everybody fucked with. And then somebody said, give me your recipe. I'll make it big and national. And then they just bought it from him. Fuck, dude. So it might have just been on some, like, 11 herbs and spices type shit. Mm. With this is how I do a chocolate chip cookie. And then they took it and fucking ran with it. My that's disgusting. Like we, That's dis I've never believed in reparations until today. Mm. Wow. So nothing else before that. I'm telling you, yeah. dude. <laughs> stealing chocolate chip cookies, bro. <laughs> dude, do you realize what that could have done for the black community? You gotta get some of that Keebler money, bro. Bro, yeah. them fucking elves... But that's the shit you can't prove, though. Because it's like what is such a gray area thing. It's like, well, did he invent it? Well, I don't know. Well, there's also fucking the ancient Greeks used to put chocolate in a fucking sand. And no, they used to put dick in chocolate. <laughs> no, that's kids. Oh, yeah. kids. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah You're yeah, thinking yeah, kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kids, they used to do that. Yeah, yeah. But so that they could figure out their math formulas, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they needed it, right? They, they couldn't do math without dick and butts, you know? Dude. They needed muses. Yeah, they didn't invent division. I don't know. Yeah, divide them <laughs> I don't know why we don't do um, more with like peanut butter production. Like, I don't know how did y'all steal the peanuts from so, us. That's so, so very what's slick. interesting is when I asked the question, you guys were judging me. Now you're ruminating on it and you're going, yeah. holy shit, we changed the world. George Washington Carver Can came I tell up you with God, hundreds though? of ways. Can I tell you about God? White people love peanut butter, took all the credit. What, who was allergic to peanuts? White people. I never met a minority with peanut allergy in my fucking life. Do you life. think that that was by design? Do you think that George Washington Carver put that in? Oh, 
It was payback. It was karma. Was kryptonite. Oh, that's like good. that Dan Brown book, Dante's Inferno or whatever. You know what I mean? Wow. You got a virus that hits like 20 years later. Take that. <laughs> Holy shit. George Washington Carver. We got to ask the minister. Long we got to ask the minister. Email Charlemagne. I'm going to email Charlemagne right now. We're going to get to the bottom of this. Because I love peanut butter, but will my kids not? He's going to ask that shit, and then you're going to get a random email. Shut the fuck up about our yeah, mission. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get some peanut butter stuck to your mouth and shut up. <laughs> nah, but they got us back with milk, though. I'm so lactose intolerant. Yo, why would George Washington Carver invent something that... You can't. You can't really enjoy it without you milk. You can't enjoy it without the milk, son. He wasn't for y'all. George Washington mm. Carver was not for y'all. Hmm. I don't want to say that, he but was like for himself, he was for GW. That's the George Washington part. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and then the peanut butter. That's the GW's doing the heavy lifting, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh man, what a shame. Why y'all trying to CRT George Washington Carver? I don't like this. This is critical race theory. What we're Why doing right now. This is critical. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 critical. Yeah, critical race theory. <laughs> it's definitely a theory because ain't none of this shit proven that we're talking about right now. All right, guys, let's take a break for a second. Listen, getting all your nutrients was a pain in the ass until now. Okay, you can get everything that you need from AG1. Athletic Greens has got your back, okay? This is literally the best option. Optimize your nutrition right here. You take one scoop of AG1 and you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to start your day off right. Listen, sustainable routines are key. AG1, that's my daily micro habit. That makes it easy to absorb key nutrients, lead a healthy lifestyle, and feel my best no matter what the day holds. One scoop, one minute, once a day, every day. And right now, it's time to reclaim your health. And arm your immune system, mind you, with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. So what you're going to do right now, we're going to make it very easy for you. Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash flagrant. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash flagrant to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Now let's get back to the show. All right, guys, we're going to take a break for a second because, listen, not everything in a bad habit is wrong. So instead of a drastic, uncomfortable change, why not just remove the bad from your habit? You see, Fume right here is an innovative, award-nominated device that does just that. Instead of the electronics, Fume is completely natural. Instead of the vapor, Fume uses flavored air. And instead of harmful chemicals, Fume uses all-natural, delicious flavors, okay? You get it? Instead of bad, Fume is good. It's a habit you are free to enjoy and makes replacing your bad habit easy. It comes with an adjustable airflow dial and is designed with movable parts and magnets for fit giving your fingers a lot to do, which is helpful for anxiety. You may feel while you're breaking your habit. So I'm telling you this right here is absolutely phenomenal, 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 phenomenal. To break a bad habit, which we are legally not allowed to say what that habit is, but I think that you can tell what it might be if you do this with it. I can't legally say what the habit is, but I think you get it. And those habits are bad. Those habits are bad. And this has none of the bad stuff. It's just air. Add a little mint on it. If you put the mint cartridge in, that's it. Okay? Not that bad stuff that those other things that will kill you have. This is going to help you get off those murder things, which we won't say exactly what they are for legal reasons. But they will kill you. And maybe killed a lot of your family members. 
definitely some of mine. So <laughs> this is really good that it doesn't do that. So uh, join Fume in accelerating humanity's breakup from destructive habits. By picking up the journey pack today, head to tryfume.com and use the code flagrant to save 10% off when you get the journey pack today. That's T-R-Y-F-U-M.com and use the code flagrant to save an additional 10% off your order. Now let's get back to the show. Okay, listen, listen, uh, before you go, because I know you have a very busy day, uh, you uh, work on a very serious news show okay. where you have to worry about the facts, okay? Okay. On this show right here, we have a little segment that we like to call Feelings No Facts. So okay. your feelings here, okay, are the only thing that's important. No facts are important right now okay. at all with the topics that we're about to talk about, Roger, okay? Roger. So let's start it out. Um, Cleopatra cultural appropriation. Have yep. you heard about this? No, but I'm sure I can guess it. <laughs> a bunch of white folks dressing up like Queen Cleopatra and freaking oh. putting on Egyptian stuff. It gets even crazy. It's crazy. They flipped it on us, bro. We we did flip it on y'all. Y'all didn't even know. Mark, can you please explain? Basically, Jada Pinkett Smith is producing a show for Netflix that is effectively a documentary about Queen Cleopatra of okay. Egypt, and they cast this beautiful black woman. Now, okay. the Egyptian council and, like, all of the politicians in Egypt are mm. saying that this is racist because Cleopatra was historically Greek. Greek. Ptolemaic Greek. And so they're saying, you can't be casting a black woman in a Greek woman's role and effectively wiping out what Egyptians look like. Yeah. It's erasure. When does acting just come down to just the person? Yo, thank you, bro. has to do it? We've been saying that. Like, I mean, where's the line? Like, I understand representation, but then I think where this does is the line. acting... Once it starts coming back to bite us in the ass, now let's just make it about the person. Yeah, yeah let's make <laughs> it about the skill, <laughs> the talent. I mean, so they're saying what? Cast someone of a nationality that is closer to the genetic lineage. Yep. Yeah, either someone that is true Egyptian or some Egyptian uh, To be fair, Greek this is hybrid. a documentary. It's not a movie. It's not like Jake Gyllenhaal doing Prince of Persia, which is fucked, but that's a movie. This is a documentary. Well, uh, Persians were white. They're from the Caucasus Mountains. They weren't that Caucasus. See, now, but they now were. we're... Jake Gyllenhaal Caucasus, bro. I think they were white, and then I think that, uh, you know, Islam spread, and then... Yeah, but now we're getting into melanin you know? percentages and That's, all of that shit. Listen. If I, <laughs> you know? I get it. Now people are saying, well, no one was mad about white Jesus. Jesus wasn't white. We all know that. But every movie with Jesus in it, he's white, and you don't have the, you know. Uh, I the, assure you, black people are mad about white Jesus. <laughs> it's just, nobody hears us. Yeah. <laughs> so what is, because you grew up in a church, right? Yeah, yeah, Baptist. Did, so did, do you guys talk about Jesus being not white? Or are you like, he's probably more Middle Eastern looking? It depends. A lot of the black mega churches roll with white Jesus. They really don't. Can I ask you a serious question? like they're indoctrinated from. Mm -hmm. This is for real. Because I've been going to church a little There's bit. There's no fire hoses in church. No, no, no I know, I know. It's I called checked. baptism, I checked. technically. They that's, wouldn't reach. That's yeah. why they're Baptists. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> no, no. Uh, no, but uh, I, 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 do you trust white Christian pastors? <laughs> I, I, I don't want to seem, I think I only I trust black pastors and then a random Asian pops up and I'm like, yeah, they believe it. I don't, I don't know if I trust pastors. Whoa. Like, on, I'm bro. not trying to all lives matter, uh, but <laughs> but the religion, man, there's just a lot of manipulation in the church, and a lot of it is selfish. And like to be raised in the church and then become spiritual, and I believe that there's a God, but 
any dude with a Bentley trying to tell me how to meet God, I just said something off with you. Small church pastors are the ones. That's not black. Because you're broke. Small church for sure. So I know you got to believe in this shit too. Yep. Because you're trying to not be That's broke why they're too. taking laps around the church. That's their gym too. They can't afford a membership. Nah, I don't I don't default to any pastor being truly full of morals. Because then that's how, that's how they turn into the Joel Olsteins and the Creflo Dollars. That's the thing with Joel. I, I He got bars. I'm not going to lie. He does have bars, but I don't buy it. And I, I wonder if he was black. I, buy, I believe Creflo. I, the problem is that you're trying to make these pastors out I do believe. Be, I believe Creflo be, believes it. Creflo told them people Joel that God it. told me to tell you to give me the money to get the jet so I can go to Africa because I don't want to fly United. Have you flown United to it's fucking tough. Africa, bro? It's tough. Dude. Have you done it's that? It's tough. I'm United... And it's tough. <laughs> it's tough. I'm a United guy. You can put Creflo through that, bro? Yes. Jesus got you. Mm-hmm. He did. He got on the private jet. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm That's why we believe, bro. That's why we believe in Creflo. Nah. Uh, here's, here's the problem on the studio side. They'll go, well, we can't find a talented Greek or Egyptian. Are you better off just finding the person who can't do the job just so it checks a box? Mm. A worse actress that's Egyptian, hypothetically. Yeah, I'm sure there's some good ones. But this is good. This is uh, good that you're getting bun- pushback. Yeah. Okay, what about this? Siamese sisters, they're sharing a vagina. Oh, I heard this one. One of them has a boyfriend. Oh, yes. But they're Siamese from the top. They look like a Y, Lord. right? But they have one vagina. Oh, Lord. They look like a village person. I yes. know what they the, the first, They like YMCA. Look at it. But if you zoom, <laughs> they, they do. They do. But like if you zoom in really close... How, how, how close? How close? You well, mean? don't do that. Okay. So, what do we think about this? I mean, whoa. Yeah. Wow. Listen. I feel like there's a better way to wear the bra. Like I just mean, one big one. Stop hating. Love is love. <laughs> My question is yeah. more rooted in what does the other one do while the other one is fucking? <laughs> That's my question. What do you think? I don't, do you turn your head? Or do you look at each other in the eyes? Like, I mean, look at your sister while you're getting. Does this count as a threesome? It is I have a, questions. I think it's a two and a half. It's some a at two least. and a half for sure. But even what if like one of them is horny and the other's not, and they just want to masturbate? That's a good question. It's a group too. discussion, bro. You got to oh, think yeah. about this. You know, but aren't but aren't a lot of twins like have synergy and uh, thought? They can feel what the other one's doing. Yeah, like they all so like, kind of want. The if same your twin thing. jerks off, you have a wet dream. Listen, kinda. y'all talked to this wrong person about this. Y'all need. <laughs> <laughs> that is crazy. Go get the Lucas Brothers. Ask them. <laughs> I'm not the right person for this. Ask Kenny and Keith. <laughs> Can you feel when <laughs> he's just it's called a stranger? He's yourself. Yeah. Do you know? That would be crazy. Okay. All right. All right. Last one. Okay. This is a big one. This is a really fucking big one here. Okay. Okay. Um, he didn't even know what it was. No, I'm, I'm just still looking for it. Okay, okay. <laughs> Jerry Springer died. What did he mean to you growing up? It was good entertainment. Jerry Springer, Richard Bay, which was like the bootleg Jerry Springer. I don't know how many people remember the Richard Bay show, uh-uh. but like that, that might have been some regional South shit. Yeah, yeah like, I think so. I never heard of it. Yeah, I never so like, it. You Google Richard Bay. That motherfucker is Jerry Springer without the production team. Um... I saw a post that, like, 
some revisionist history on Jerry Springer. Maybe that's why Richard Bay didn't pop. Jerry Springer took all his money. Motherfucker looked too much alike. <laughs> it's like Billy Blanks and Wesley Snipes. They couldn't both exist, exist <laughs> in the same Hollywood. It can only be one. Yeah. My nigga so, told me a terrible story. I know it's not true, but it makes me laugh that Billy Blanks and Wesley Snipes were both up for Passenger 57, and Wesley called Billy and told him the wrong location for the audition. No. <laughs> That's and fine. that's how Wesley Snipes became a loser. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know it's not true, but if that's true, that's one of the most fucking hilarious sabotages in Hollywood. And then Billy Blanks did Ty Bo. Yeah, ended up doing Ty Bo. Yeah. yeah. Billy Blanks had like, he was like the straight-to-DVD muscle action movie guy. Like him and Wesley at one point were neck, were and, neck, neck. and neck. We're the muscle black guy star if you want one. Billy couldn't have done White Men Can't Jump. That's the drama side of it, I'm sure, is where Wesley's like, yeah. fucking, mm. if we're being real. Wait, what's the revisionist history with this? Uh, that Jerry Springer exploited poor people and black people for entertainment and showed um, a lot of people at their worst. And I never thought about it like that until I got older. Because like, you, don't, you don't know you're eating junk food when you're getting junk food. Mm. But, you know... Yeah, you don't realize it's just flavored city water. Yeah. <laughs> As a kid, that's that's your grandma's but, wasn't But like. when he was a mayor in Cincinnati, you know, Jerry Springer was 100. He had a lot of policies in place that were trying to help people. I think just the show, his show was just trying to be an alternative to the more buttoned-down Sally Jesse Raphael, Jenny Jones era yeah. of talk shows. It was chaos. He was really... I would almost say, in a way, Maury po Povich stole his flow bar for 100%, bar. 100%, oh, yeah. yo. 100%, I was thinking that. Because when Springer first popped, Maury Povich was still... Yeah. We're going to get to the bottom of it, and we're going to investigate it. It wasn't mm. no... He had the show A Current Affair, and then when he, when he left A Current Affair and started his talk show, his talk show was way more buttoned down on some Geraldo Rivera shit. And then... Oh, what's that Jerry Springer guy doing? Okay, well, let's do that in daytime, because Springer came on at night. Mm -hmm. um, in Birmingham, like that wasn't even like a daytime, yeah. chaotic show. Um, that you are not the father shit hit, and then maternity test, yeah, yeah, that I'm, was all he did. I'm sad he, I'm sad he died, but I do agree with a lot of people that say that Jerry Spring was like, you know, just putting broke motherfuckers on the air for a couple hundred dollars and let them argue out some shit that they could have took on Judge Judy. <laughs> the same shit though, Judge Judy. <laughs> Judge Judy, what's the other one? It's a boring version. It's a yeah. The best thing is, have you seen the? Do you know what bum fights are? Bro. I remember that. So bum fights were this like viral sensation where this dude would just uh, watch bums fight and videotape them and put them up on YouTube. This is like them. early YouTube. He would pay, pay them. them. He'd pay them and then bums would fight. Sometimes they like tattoo crazy shit on their forehead. Then the kid was outside of like San Diego and uh, and it would just go crazy viral. And uh, he went on Dr. Phil once. Dr. Phil brought him on and uh, brought him on and accused him of, of taking advantage of mentally ill people and enriching himself. But look at how he went on Dr. Phil. Yeah. Why not? That's despicable. Yeah. I don't want to talk to you. You can go. <laughs> what? Look at him. If you, if, you think, if, you, if you think I exploit people, every time you bring a guest on this show, you exploit them and spread whatever problems they have to the whole world. You think that's helping them? Yeah, keep telling yourself that. You can go. <laughs> Sorry, but... That, I, I just watched that footage, and that is absolutely despicable, and I refuse to publicize that. I'm just not going to do it. What? And then immediately publicize it. <laughs> That's funny. I mean, it's kind of a good point.
I mean, yeah, that's all Dr. Phil is, that's right? Oh, most daytime TV is. I mean, but how do y'all feel though when y'all see like broke white folks on TV arguing and shit and barefoot and dirty feet? And I don't think they care because there's applaud. enough white people that it doesn't matter. <laughs> they, it's not yeah. going to affect the way you view white people. White people don't look at other white people as white people. Oof. I know it sounds crazy. Yeah. Like I've lived abroad in Spain and I looked at all Americans as Americans. Okay. Right? Because we were the minority there. Right? So every American there was like representative of me. And if there was some American acting goofy at the bar, I'm like, how how are you doing it? Like you fucking idiots. Why are you making us look bad? But like yeah. in America, we don't look at what like so when we see these white people that are on these shows, we're just like, oh you fucking goofy idiots. Oh, those are the the poor whites. Those are the meth head yeah. whites. We don't even think of them as white. The beauty of being white in America is you're not a white person, you're just a person. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to fuck your whole shit up, be nice. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, nah, I think, I don't know, I think Jerry Springer's show looked funny in the light now. But that shit was entertaining as fuck. When I was it was pretty funny in the dark, too. You got to Just talking the term funny, objectively, hilarious. But I think you got to own what you laughed at. Yeah, I just, what I don't want to do is be all revisionist and act like, well, I would have never, no, I laughed. It was hilarious. I enjoyed it. And then now you go, oh, my God. Why is that black person on TV with no bra? <laughs> <laughs> I think in like 10 years time, we're going to be looking back at um, reality TV the same way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like all these shows, Love is Blind, all this shit is just like exploiting them. A lot of people are committing suicide from these shows. Really? Yeah, there's like three contestants that committed suicide. Oh, that's From which crazy. show? Like different shows, but just a lot of these reality TV Hell's shows. Kitchen, I heard a couple people kill themselves. Really? Gordon Ramsay yelled at him and killed themselves. <laughs> no way. <laughs> Yeah. More than one fuck? person. That I think happens? it's more than one. I know one. All time best than... roaster, huh? Yeah. Like, yeah. No one yeah. better. Goat, like... dude. Goat. Goat. Bro, that's amazing. They should have just added some peanut butter to it. Yeah. <laughs> that's what they were missing. Apparently, Jerry Springer felt bad about the show too at the end. Oh, really? Apparently, yeah. Like when he started getting more involved in politics and stuff, he was kind of like, yeah, some of the way that the old show was was kind of. Uh, well, like, he got involved with politics first. Yeah, he got. Oh, he I thought it was politics. No, it was politics. Oh. But then on the politics. other side, he started yeah. talking about it. And yeah. yeah. But that's what happens when you want to go to heaven. Like all these old people, they start <laughs> getting yeah. like, morals money, and shit. Yeah, they see the pearly gates calling. It's easy to be moral when you got $50 million. Yeah. And the show's over. Yeah. Hey, you know what? That's kind of fucked up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What you doing with that money? You keeping it, right? Yeah. Okay, NBA playoffs. Um, you basketball fan at all? Yeah, but I'm a Hornets fan, so I, I don't really talk basketball. Wait, why are you a Hornets fan? Regional coverage in Alabama. Uh, I root, everything I root for is the shit that came on TV. Cubs, Dolphins, Hornets. That's late 80s, early 90s. <laughs> Regional coverage. So what like, is it, New Orleans Pelicans? or Because there's no Hornets anymore. No, or, in 89, 88, 89, when they first came in, it was Charlotte. Yeah, that was a crazy team. Yeah. You had an LJ, Muggsy. They were black as fuck. Yeah. And they were, yeah. So it was like, yes. But who that, do you root for now? Because the Charlotte Hornets are now in New Orleans, and they're the Pelicans. And then no, the when New they went back to Charlotte, Charlotte, I just kept it Charlotte. Charlotte Bobcats. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I stayed with the Bobcats, which was a mistake as well, but I'm trying to support black business. Yeah. Because <laughs> what is it? What, Bob Johnson? It was Bob Johnson. Yeah. Then and it was then, Michael Jordan. Yeah, so I'm like, yeah, I support, yeah. I feel like every black person should be rooting for the Hornets. Yeah. Okay. You know, but you sell out, sell out ass niggas, y'all be. You don't even buy peanut butter, bro. Don't talk that shit. <laughs> Yo, why don't you buy peanut He's calling MJ a sellout, bro. Rooting for, no. He's calling MJ a sellout. He's calling out black people for no. not supporting black Any black, black person business. that's not a Charlotte Hornets fan is a sellout ass motherfucker. Yeah. You fucking NFT ass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You owned by the white sports ownership. <laughs> Yo. Cubs came on TV, and then, you know, back in the day, in the 90s, you got the TV game of the NFL team closest to you that was good. Mm-hmm. 
And in Birmingham in the 90s, it was the Dolphins. Falcons were trash. Yeah. Buccaneers were trash. Saints were trash. Oilers were so-so. Marino was the man. So yeah. you just watch it. You can roof all this other shit, but it ain't coming on to There was no fucking Sunday ticket in 92. Yeah. yeah. What about college ball? Did you like, were you an Alabama fan? Casually. Alabama fans are just, they're a lot. Why? They're intense. Like, it's like, uh, you ever met somebody that's a little too proud to be white? <laughs> no. <laughs> not, <laughs> what are you not quite white Every supremacists. Thursday, what? Not quite. The guy who cuts his hair. <laughs> 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 not like you will not replace us white, but like on the edge. Yeah, I'm just yeah, like like yeah. Alabama fans. I used to sell sodas at the games growing up, and I'm just like, oh, man, yeah, I'm gonna figure it out. But they ask for water, and they just throw it in your face. <laughs> 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 You're like, would you like a cup with that? How about a hose? Yeah. <laughs> See, I like, I support Alabama football because it keeps you all from talking about racism in Alabama for a couple months. Mm. Yeah. yeah. They're like the best ambassador for the state. It's just True. whooping up on all the other fucking schools. Yeah. Yeah. So I support that. <laughs> it's just a lightning rod for racism. It's kind of redirecting a little bit. True what people think of Alabama, like these are coastal elites. Like, is there any truth to it? No, it's good folks down there, man. They no, just, we don't think that they're not good. We just think that they're <clears throat> yeah. slow, dumb. No. Yeah, that's what you mean. <laughs> no, I, we don't ever think that they're slow or dumb. So what do you think? Just have some super fine cousin pussy. <laughs> there are certain pockets of the South where yeah. there are things going on that not even people in the rest of the South would condone. So, so you look at them. And I ain't never had no cousin pussy. If that's is, is that what you're trying to ask me? I'm not asking you. I thought that was a Caucasian thing. I thought it was Caucasian people were the cousin fuckers. I didn't know that black people were involved. No, in that. that's it's not. I'll try. Yeah, it's third. <laughs> it's a third yeah, cousin. Yeah, black third cousin. Yeah, third cousin. Fair game. Yeah. Take that family reunion T-shirt off. Yeah. Are you <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait, are you saying they're not a cousin because they're like three fifths of a cousin? Is yeah. that what you're trying to say? Oh, wow. wow, that's a racial joke. Wow, dude. Yeah. Nah, Huntsville's banging, bro. Like, you know what's wild? about Space Force is that it built jobs. Huntsville. Well, that's right, because Space Force is in Huntsville, yeah. Alabama. Huntsville, Ben had mad Indians because yeah. there's a space center down there for like 20 yeah. years. Dushar from Huntsville. Yeah, that's more jobs. Right. More jobs. The fastest growing city, one of the fastest growing cities in the South is Huntsville. Yes. Faster than Birmingham, faster than Montgomery, all that shit. So, I mean, it's good folks down there. We got decent industries and Did, shit. Are you annoyed about the perception of it all? A little bit. That's also, also, why third, like... No, I'm, I'm, I am curious about the third cousin thing. Listen, Diane Sawyer, which question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so break this down. So the first time you fuck a cousin, it's wrong. The second time you fuck a cousin. No, that's not what they mean. the third cousin you fuck, is, it's okay? That's not what they mean. No. Explain it to me. How do, <laughs> See, yeah, how does it? It depends on which side of the family. Okay. First off, let's start there. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> I'm Yo, listening. That's true, bro. That's true. You can't fuck your dad's niece. <laughs> you can't I mean, be on the dick side. I mean, unless your daddy ain't in the game, then you might be like, mm, maybe. Oh, I never even knew that guy. Yeah. Boy, that's true. I don't even know anybody in this side of the family. Right. That, people think this is a real fucking conversation. No, no, no. no, no. Yeah, this is, no, this no. is not You're real. You're making it, it real, right? Now. You get the hard part out the way. They met the fam already and yeah, shit like that. Exactly. Like, oh, man, it's great. I think, yeah. you start at date four. I think, though, like, <laughs> the South is just, it's like, I mean, the same thing with Atlanta, Memphis, Nashville. Like, it's good parts down there. But, yeah. like, all the shit that make the national news is all the country ignorant shit, man. That, but that's the thing that's kind of annoying because the cool thing about traveling and doing shows is you get to go to these places and it's 
the country is shockingly similar, almost painfully similar. And I think that's a function of the internet too. I think when we were younger, it wasn't that way, but like yeah. a college in Alabama is not dissimilar to a college in fucking California, Iowa. et cetera. Awesome. Maybe you have a, like a little bit more liberal shit in certain places for like the small liberal arts colleges, but like the big state universities are fucking the same. So, and then we get to go to these places and it's like, yeah, it's, it's just amazing growing up in New York and you have all these stupid prejudices and then you go and you like, I listen to country music for the first time as an adult and I'm like, holy shit, this slaps. Like, what the, f why was I one of these people that was like these, like, I was like a hacky coastal elite where I'd be like, I listen to all, all music except country without ever even trying stupid. country. Yeah. Nah, that shit goes hard, bro. I think when hip hop, when the South started taking over hip hop in the late 90s, I think that that helped create a turn culturally, because it's almost like you have to be seen as cool before people will see you as smart. Mm, that's fucking great. So they go, oh, they know how to party. Okay, well, what else they go doing on that? Like, Killer Mike wouldn't be able to run around and be talking all this political shit if people didn't respect his music first. Ooh, interesting. Mm. So he had to do that, do run the jewels, and then you can branch out into everything else. And then Mike is the person that will turn around and go. Here are all the other people. He does, he could make the vouch mm -hmm. for all the other people in the South that are trying to do something different or trying to, you know, shift gears. He's a kingmaker. Like yeah, low key. And so every city has those pockets of people that can do shit like that. You know, I'm trying to think about New Orleans and who would be that person. Like, who was a kingmaker? What you about uh, P? Yeah, I mean, P was a perfect example of what you're saying. Because yeah, when they blew Cash up. Money was New Orleans. New Orleans was yeah. the fucking spot. But I mean, on that community that. shit, like on some Uncle Luke shit in Miami, mm -hmm. where like, all right, you started with the music, but then you took on the Supreme Court. You won. You changed, you changed music. He, I don't think Mass P gets enough credit for being the rapper who started rappers having their own businesses. Hmm. He had the clothing line. He had the fucking movies. And then, yeah. then you start seeing rappers have clothing lines and liquor companies and all this other shit. Yeah, all like, that extra branching I think out. Master P's the one that got Diddy to be like, I should start a vodka. What's yeah, the guy and in then the, put that money back into the community. Yeah. That's where you see guy, what's the guy, is it, is it Slim Thug in, in Houston? Uh, that's a lot of them in Houston. Scarface? Bun B, Trey the Truth. Yeah, maybe they it was do, Trey. They do a lot of stuff where they show up to like community events, hurricane relief, yeah. like, also development stuff. They're like building homes. They're known as much now for what they do on trying to better the South mm. than just what they was rapping about. Like fucking Uncle Luke got a whole ass football league down there and is sending kids to the pros mm -hmm. out of Liberty City. Where the fuck you think Snoop got his idea mm, to start right. his football league <clears throat> right. that is doing the exact same thing? Right. Uh, I think, is it in Long Beach? Long Beach. It, yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah. that type of stuff is where a guy like Luke who at one point was a scourge of the fucking, and you know, all that ignorant bass booty music. Yeah, yeah. And now you're like, oh, wow, that dude is doing shit to make shit change and help him get fucking senators elected. But isn't like that, that kind of the American way? It's like you make it on some illegal shit, build up tons of money, and then you just become part of Congress, you become part of, uh, <laughs> become a politician, and then you try to act like you could do good and buy your yeah. sainthood. Like, that's what every American royal but, family, if you will, has done. But do you rather not do that and just sit back? Would you rather, you, no, you would I respect them more if they just sit back and just spin bread and don't give a fuck? No, I like the fact they're doing it. I okay. think it's like Joe Kennedy was a gangster. And yeah. then his family is known now as like tragic president who has died and politician who has died, <laughs> not as a guy who was selling illegal drugs at the time. And stole the election. Yeah. yeah. 
rigging elections like a wild boy. And now we just look at the Kenny film like, oh God, what happened to them? It's so tragic. <laughs> they died so on their good. private plane, but look at them. Like so much people. good. He was taking on the mob. Yeah. He was the mob. Who's yeah. just selling out his people? But who better to take on the mob? I just want, I'm like, you show me like, you show me a prominent American family that didn't start out doing illegal business. If you can show me that, I won't do anything, but it would be really nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but no, I think it's like, I think a lot of it though with the South is that in each of these cities, you just got motherfuckers who feel indebted to the crib to do something back at the crib. Like even when I, when I guest hosted a daily show, two to three shout outs for the charities were Alabama-based charities. The third one was for um, a group that fights to get felons in Florida their right to vote back. And we talked about that before. I got arrested when I was stealing credit cards when I was a teenager. So I didn't know uh, that. Yeah, so that's how I got in the stand-up. I thought I was going to prison, so I started telling jokes. Get out and of then, here. Yeah, and then got probation. Wait, so what's this story? This is, I didn't know, you were stealing credit cards? Yeah, I was a mail sorter at the post office in college. And you know, back in the 90s, credit cards came pre-approved. There was no number to call to enter uh, your social security number so yeah. we can activate. The card was hot out the envelope, and bitch, I took that thing to Dillard's <laughs> <laughs> and had a ball. So how much do you think you got away with? Like, versus what we got caught with? Yeah. Like if this whole room, if this, if where we're sitting represent what we were doing, me and my boys, I got caught for that straw. Wow. Whoa. How'd you even get caught? And that straw is what got me three years of federal probation. Whoa. And so you avoid all of this. You go, I gotta get my shit together. Yeah. I gotta fucking act right. And so that's when I got into stand-up. That's when everything started falling into place because you'd be on your straight and narrow. The girl that rung us up, she did something wrong with the ring up. And then her boss double-checked the the receipts and saw it was the bullshit. Oh, she and snitched then, on you, so she would nah, get she just fucked she up. messed up. Yeah, and then someone checked. She it. did what she had to do. I ain't finna go to jail with these niggas, I don't know. But 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 she <laughs> had to say, oh, that wasn't the guy. Oh. Yeah, 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 100%. So, so, so you had them in on it, and were you giving them a little piece too? Yeah, everybody's, because we're just trying to, this is the thing, we weren't, you know what's fucked up about about getting arrested too in this world. Why are you pointing at that? Yeah. <laughs> this guy's the ops, bro. This I, I, is, I've been arrested. What he's a CEO. Hey, you know what's <laughs> about, about being arrested? <laughs> I'm sorry for the ER. So the hard R from a black person hurts. Southern one. Below the Mason Dixon, that oh, ER, bro. Oh, that was great. Sorry about that. Yes, Amasa. <laughs> <laughs> the police try to pin everything on you when they catch you. So it's like, oh, we got you for this credit card. Well, we're going to assume you've done every credit card and checking every finance crime we're currently investigating in the city of Tallahassee. Uh, How you get so, out of that? Because they want to close So the just like in luck. <laughs> like in terms of, you just tell the truth, and then they eventually realize it wasn't you. But the first thing they're trying to do from the jump, before you even get a lawyer, before you even get a mugshot, they're trying to find out everything else you've ever done. Mm -hmm. So you go through that, and then you become a convicted felon. You got to work to get that shit off your record, and that's a fucking oh. pain in the ass. So the third group, um, there's a group that's run by a gentleman named Desmond Mead out of Florida where they work to get convicted felons their right to vote back. Mm -hmm. So I fucked with him hard because I didn't walk that walk. So on some South giving back to the South shit, I think that everybody that's from the South puts a little bit on their back 
Yeah. To go back and try and give back to the South and do I something see good. I Charlemagne doing that too. Yeah, it's like he really stay important. down in South Carolina. Yeah, it's really important to him. He stay down there because if we don't, do, who the fuck else? Because if you're from the South and you make it out in any capacity, it's like fuck. Yeah, yeah. I don't know who gonna come yeah. after me. So let me go back home. Like if I can trick Facebook into giving me a bunch of VR headsets, <laughs> I'm taking them straight to my high school, and that's yeah. what we did. So yeah. here, learn about Web3, because I don't know when the city schools are. I mean, I'm a city school kid. When they going to have money for a fucking headset? That is a that is an interesting thing that we obviously don't uh, you know, really, I guess, fixate on at all. When you grow up in New York or California, the, the biggest hurdle oftentimes to like making a career in these places is getting here. You know, I was born and raised in the East Village of New York. I, I would go to the comedy clubs as a kid. So to me, the idea of getting on stage there was like, all right, well, one day instead of walking and being in the audience, I'll just walk over there and be on stage. Yeah. I imagine you coming up, you're looking at the great clubs in LA and New York and you're just like, how the fuck is this going to happen? I didn't even know. When I wanted to do comedy, I started, I was 14. I thought about it when I was 14. I didn't start till college. I didn't even know my city had a comedy club, bro. Uh, what is it? The, the Stardome. Uh, Stardome. Stardome. Yeah. Fucking legendary. Yeah. But the Stardome. Great club. Stardome is on the white side of town. You only go to the white side of town. Called? Hoover? Hoover. Yeah, yeah. The little suburb. The, the suburb <laughs> where they're cutting off CRT. Like, black authors can't come speak at the schools in Hoover. Like, it's, it's white like that. So, growing up, that's a whole nother fucking world. Like, bro, you go to Hoover when you have a baseball game out there and Christmas shop. Yeah. There's no other reason for you to be on that side of town. Like on some like like how they say it's niggas in Miami who've never seen the ocean, mm. who grew up there. Mm. You just don't go to the fun thing. Yeah. You just don't be over there. Yeah. So like I don't like do you all not have like that? Like, do you have like this desire to like I don't want to say you don't give back, because I know you do a lot of dick yeah, shit. Yeah. But that <laughs> sense of fuck my neighborhood, how can I help? Fuck, this reading organ illiteracy helps kids not get arrested. I gotta go back and do the reading function. Cause I feel like that's the burden of being from the South too, is that no, I have that feeling, but I'm from Far Rockaway, which is a really small town in Queens. Yeah. And so it's like it's almost I used to look at Manhattan the same way that people from outside New York look at New York. Cause I'm like, oh, one day I wanna make it there where all the big buildings and all the business is happening. Yeah. It's like, I was just so far from that. So the, in the way you say- how I wanna get back to far out. And like the way you say in Miami, they've never, there are people who grew up in Miami haven't seen the ocean. There are people that grow up in like Brooklyn, Queens that like maybe have never been to Manhattan. I've heard that too. And like, and that, or maybe have been a handful of times, right? Yeah. So I think that that's quite normal. When I was growing up, so I grew up in Manhattan my public school that I would go to wasn't necessarily in my neighborhood. So like if I was living downtown and I went to a public school on the Upper East Side, like my neighborhood is kind of my identity. You mm. know what I mean? And then my public school is on the Upper East Side and it's like, well, they, they look good. You know what I mean? They don't <laughs> yeah. look like they need to be looked out for. So for me, it's always been like represent, I always felt responsibility to represent the greatness of New York. So how can I do that? You know, mm. but at the same time, we don't have the same feeling as I imagine as someone who is coming up from a city that is not really thought of that much. No, and you don't really have the opportunities in that city to learn what would get you to New York. And then that's also why I'd be trying to put black colleges on my back too, because if we're going to keep it 100, what I did in college, every other school on earth would have expelled me for. Mm. Florida A&M did not. 
And I went back and got my degree. Dean's really? was the rest of the way. Yeah, I got suspended for that shit. Wow. Were you like, they set me out? Can? Did no, they like no. ask you how to? No, they caught me fast. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, caught me. Same day, the tags were still on the shit. <laughs> you couldn't even flex it. I ain't wear the shit. That's what's so fucked up. <laughs> I wear the South proudly, but I don't feel like I have to represent the South. I feel like I have to represent India. But then I go there and they're like, they're not Indian. So now I'm literally trying to learn Hindi, do a comedy special in India and be like, look, I'm one of you. And then if I give back, maybe you won't fucking resent me well, for so it. Eddie and be like, you sold the fuck out. Shit, yeah, 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 bro. yeah. I'm literally like with a tutor every week trying to learn Hindi to be like, yo, just accept me. And then maybe if I try to help you, I won't be some condescending fuck. I'll do free why, shows out there, whatever we got to do. Why does that acceptance matter be, to you? There's a weird thing, because I wasn't, this sounds so, what, I'm not trying to make it too much about me, but you're never accepted as an American if you're Indian here. So yeah. you feel like, I'm Indian. Then you go to India, and they're like, you're American, bro. We don't, you're, you're as American as this guy. So you never feel like accepted. So you're like, well, let me, I have a better chance of getting accepted there than I do here, I think. Shit, you're right. And then you flip that, and then they go, oh, okay, he fucking does. Yeah, at the very, and I don't want it to be like some condescending savior shit either. So I'm like really trying to do it right and learn it and like do a special out there in Hindi. Be like, yo, I'm not trying to make money off y'all. Shows are free. I don't give a fuck. But I need you to see me as, me, as one of us. Fucking nice. Because I feel like it's us, and you don't. So let me make it feel like it's us. Yeah. What, yeah, see, what, about the, what about the Indians here? Do you feel like you? I think we share a thing. Yeah. There's just not as many of us here. Right. And we all have this shared thing where, like, you hear this all the time from Indians. I'm American in, in India, and then I'm Indian in America. Mm. So I never really know what it is. And I feel like I'm trying to put on for them, too. Like, let's make it a little fucking bridge here. Yeah. And that's, mm. a, what, third of the population or some shit. Like, it's a lot of y'all motherfuckers, so y'all got to fucking ride together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't feel that as much from black people. Like, black people, you're black for as long as you, like— like the white power joke from the correspondence dinner mm. and the Clarence Thomas joke. Like if you got one or two things where they go, okay, we know what side of the line you're on. On, Are you up there for us or are you one of them? You know what I mean? Like that type of shit. So I've always tried to, you know, be pro-black, as pro-black as I can on issues and things and yeah. try and bring resources and attention to issues. I feel like that's my job. Like I can't do every single thing. I can't solve every fucking problem, but yeah. and I can take a camera to a million-man march Yeah, that no other mainstream, and no, nobody covered that shit. And I felt like you did and a so, good job in the White House Correspondents and to give you some flowers, aside from, I think you're legitimately one of the funniest comics on earth, but like, it was very clear what you believe, but you put the medicine in the candy. Yeah. So it never yeah. felt like preaching. he's preaching. Yeah. It felt like, here's what he believes, but it's also fucking funny, it's a good joke. CRT joke is great. Yeah. Yeah, that is a... Segwaying into Clarence Thomas, great. That is a tricky thing, man. That is definitely a huge uh, privilege, like being a, a white dude in comedy that I don't ever feel like I have to put on for white people or I don't ever feel like I can't do a joke because I'm like letting down white folks. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, what will they think of me if I take this opinion? Uh, I, I also don't have like a very one-sided political identity and I'm not, so I wasn't raised religious. So there is like this great freedom that I have to just kind of create without feeling like I'm letting down a group of people that I guess identify with me. I do though understand why, I understand where you're coming from, but I also see like as people get more successful, why they seek shelter and refuge in a group because 
Yeah. There's protection in that, you know? Like if you get to a certain point and you're having your opinion, if you're being a unique individual, that opinion is going to always piss off certain people. And if your opinion just becomes one of the left or one of the right or one of the people who care about the environment or one of the people who care about black issues or whatever it is, you can never face scrutiny from your in-group. Mm. And I, yeah. they, you know what I'm saying? I think, and I think it's very rare as people get big, big, big that they maintain that almost like uh, individuality. Yeah, I think that's the tough thing about being a comedian though is that at some point, if you don't criticize your own group, yeah, then what are you? You know, and I think that's the hard part is you almost end up on an island to mm -hmm. a degree as a comedian. And you have to be one of y'all, but also if you don't criticize, you're not being fair. But then when you do criticize, some people are going to be like, yo, what a fucking sellout. How dare he? Yeah. And then wearing that for me, that's maybe because I'm insecure in my identity. That's the worst shit. You call me a sellout, that shit yeah. eats away at me so fucking hard. Because you guys got to you guys got to wrestle between being comedian first or being Indian first or black first. Yes. Yeah. 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 You know? Um, Figuring it out. Yeah. I'm gay, bro. <laughs> Man, let me get my ass up. <laughs> Just rambling. Guys, we have Roy Wood Jr. in the building. Thank you so yeah, much. Thank you, thank you, Roy. We appreciate you. Great job, man. Huge accomplishment. Make sure you go check out Roy. Tell them where they can check you out, my man. Man, my name is Roy Wood Jr. It's in the description. Put an at sign in front of it. That's enough. Done. <laughs> done, done, done. Take thank care. You, Congrats, man.